0: Elvis is undefeated. Does anyone notice that? <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, I've noticed.
2: Yeah. Pretty doggone great.
0: To the Mudbugs for playing us in the undefeated regular season edition of the Sneaky Good podcast. That's right. That's right. LSU capped it off a perfect regular season, only the fourth in LSU history. And remember, the last time LSU had a perfect regular season, it did not result in a title. It was 2011. So we're hoping this one ends a little bit better. But before we get into all that, first, my producer, Chris. How's it going?
2: It's going really well, and of course, going for all of you listening. Since you know this isn't video, that's spelled G E A U X I N G. (laughs) Somewhere, Christina's soul died just a little bit more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She just heard that. I was like,
2: "Oh God!"
0: And also with us today, Seth. How's it going?
1: I'm going great.
0: I saw today that you were talking that you can't uh, decide if you're just evaluating properly or just being a total homer, but either way, (laughs) maybe you're underestimating them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm having so much fun because I can say stuff like, hey, LSU is the best team at this play, or LSU is the best team at that play. And, like, I'm kind of right, whatever I say. So (laughs) it's great.
0: It's – this – I don't want to say this, but uh, this is kind of what Alabama fans must feel sometimes. Just this team's really good, and it's it's fun to be good. So let's never lose sight of the fun. I think that's where we lose the Bama ness. That Bama fans kind of mourn how great they are.
2: Yeah, Cody Warsham on uh, an earlier edition of his Hey Fighting podcast. I think it was after the Ole Miss win. Was kind of like. Guys, I I hear what you're saying there on Twitter, but enjoy this for what it is, and don't be so down on little things like the defense giving up 600 yards that game, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, like, oh, they let up some yards after the game was pretty much already out of hand. It's not like LSU is having these defensive collapses, and they're barely winning. It tends to be LSU goes up by 20 to 30 points, and then the defense just takes off early, and then they only win by 7 or 14. Oh, what a terrible problem to have. <laughs> Our defense loses focus in blowouts.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the defense, like, they, they came to play last week. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it's a sign of things to come with them because they look fantastic on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They took that stuff personal,
0: and it's – I mean, there were three reasons that you knew LSU was going to be pissed. One was because of last year, and I think a lot of players – not just fans. I think a lot of players just felt robbed in that game, and they've been waiting a long time for payback. I think two, getting dropped from number one to number two in the polls, I think that was a slap in the face of the team, and they took it as such. And also, the reasoning was you're not a complete team,
1: and that was which definitely is, which is code for you. The defense sucks, right? And
0: I think the defense took that to heart, and just I mean, they annihilated a And M, and they didn't annihilate them in the way I kind of wanted, which was to come out no mercy and just you know keep punching them in the face over and over and over and over again. This was. Jump out to a huge lead and then just get disinterested and still win fifty to seven.
1: Yeah, I felt the second half was one of the most boring second halves that I've seen in a while. Even you know, like you said, because of last year and because of the kind of disrespect from the from the committee, they just kinda everyone just kind of stopped playing in the second half. The offense too, really, it was kind of a boring second half, but I don't know if you expected or I expected, any of us expected them to come out and kill them in the first half. And it was over two two drives into the game. The game was over against Texas AM. and Like that's not a like yeah they have five losses now, but it's not a bad football team.
0: Yeah, A like, and was is, over
1: within eight minutes.
0: I, I will say A and is probably better than their record. They had a really really tough schedule. I don't want to pile on A and They're probably as good as some teams in the top twenty five.
1: Oh, that I think is for sure. I think they're in the 20 to 30 range, probably. Maybe even the top in the 15 to 25, I think.
0: Yeah, it's just they they played just a brutal schedule. But, man, LSU scored on its first five drives. They scored touchdowns on their first four. On the fifth drive, they kicked a 50-yard field goal. It was 31-0, and the game was over. All that was left was to see how many sacks the LSU defense could acquire.
2: It was kind of like a cat played with its very injured prey before it decided to stick it, its claw through the heart. Yeah,
0: I think mean, that's a really good – because it wasn't like they let them up off the mat. This wasn't Arkansas where they just kind of totally lost interest and Arkansas somehow scored two or three touchdowns. This was more, yeah, we're just playing with you. Like, we're not going to let you do anything. We're not going to let you escape – we might let you get up, but just because we think it's funny.
1: It, yeah, it was, and like,
0: yeah. It was disrespectful. How about that?
1: The the one, the big play that led to the Texas AM touchdown is really just, I, I watched it like an hour ago. It's really just breakdown and cover. They just didn't pick up the running back. You know, the classic running back wheel route and no one picks them up because everyone gets picked off inside. And that goes to down to like the 20 or something and then they score whatever. But that was it. I mean, that was, it wasn't like, there was nothing like, oh well, they just beat us physically on that drive. Or, oh look, the receivers made a bunch of plays and the quarterback put the ball there. No, they they just missed picking up the running back and he went down the sideline for a big game. So there was no, It was never really uh, even you know even the, the Arkansas game at the end, even though it was late in the game and who cares and the you know I, the backups might have been in, or the old Miss game where they just they, they you know they they beat us. The, their offense beat our defense this was just like uh just a breakdown one play and that was it it was one play the whole game they might have gotten what one other 15 yard play uh, i saw yeah, a, maybe uh, yeah bill bill had like uh bill Connolly had um i think something like a zero percent success rate on passing down just something like that it was bad it was bad and also like one of the things that was really glorious
0: about the game is that a and I felt, got all of the close calls from the officials, which in a way was even more satisfying. It was sort of like, not only is LSU going to win this game by near 50 points, they're going to do it when you got the calls. And it was just, I mean, like the, uh, the block in the back, which I thought was a terrible call.
1: Oh, what a terrible, terrible.
0: Um, there was a pass interference call that's... Uh, a and m got that I f- they didn't even show a replay of so it looked bad live but i never rewatched the game i'll be honest and espn didn't show a replay which is normally a sign of a bad call it <laughs> was just it was just one of those things i was like hey we're even going to give you the borderline calls and you're still going to get annihilated it, it was it was kind of beautiful well
1: so we didn't we didn't talk last week on the podcast because we uh we didn't have a podcast but, yeah, we had to have turkey. You know, we yeah, Americans exactly. have to enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what were your thoughts heading into the game? Because I was still, you know, look, I knew this team would. There was a good chance that they would come out and blow them out. But I was nervous as hell because they scored last that last year against Iran's defense, and Iran's defense was better last year. Obviously. Most of those points came in overtime, but they just score, still scored 31 uh, in regulation, so they scored a bunch of points. I thought maybe they would overhype themselves throughout the week with the things that you talked about, the committee, and, you know especially last year's game. I thought they would just overhype themselves and come out a little flat, like kind of expend all their energy during the week, and then the first quarter would be flat. So I was, I was really a little nervous, and then, like I said, within a minute, uh, this game was over.
0: I don't think I've ever been more sure that LSU was going to win a football game against a real wow, team, okay. like not not counting like yeah you know FCS team. I've never been more sure LSU was going to win a football game going into it than this one. Uh, I was ninety nine point nine percent positive going in, and then on the first play, they horse collar tackled Joe Burrow, yeah. and then I was just like, any chance that LSU had of coming out flat, any that <laughs> scenario was at least possible. As soon as he did a horse collar tackle on Burrow, I'm like, nope, he's mad now. <laughs> you just turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk. <laughs> like Joe Burrow plays so well once he gets hit Yep. that first time. And it, I don't know what they were thinking. It was just a dumb – it wasn't like the dirtiest hit I've ever seen. But it was just a dumb hit because particularly of the kind of player he is. That's the kind of guy you don't hit late because he's going to make you pay.
1: I think what what makes me nervous is because te- LSU is going to come out there and they're going to throw the football from the first snap of the game. So teams teams are starting to say like, "Hey, well, we can't just play a regular defense against these guys." This isn't LSU of the past. So like, we're going to put, you know, like Auburn did, and and I think Texas A&M definitely had six DBs on the field. Whether they had seven, sometimes I'm not sure. But so, but they play off right. And the crazy thing is, so a lot of the stuff that LSU had kind of killed teams with early on in the season, when teams were kind of still playing their regular stuff, it's not there anymore. Because now there's like, there's so many people in the passing lanes. But what I find, so, so, the, so then I'm like, okay, well, man, what if we go three and out? What if we have two three and outs against a good team? You know, the, the Arkansas game last week doesn't really count. So I'm like, you know, what if they're just the, they're just in the passing lanes? But the crazy thing is Burrow is so patient. Like, he just knows. He's like, okay, hey, look, I get it. You guys are going to play with a million DBs on the field. You're going to play cover four. You're going to play cover two man. You're going to do all that stuff. I'm just going to sit there. Because I know that even if you get one rusher free, I could just move up. There's not enough guys in the rush lanes because you've got to allocate them all to the pass. Uh, to pass coverage, I'll just step up. I'm chill. I'll wait, and then the second play or the second pass play. Sorry, they did that. Three man rush with a spy. Burroughs looking around. The the original concept isn't there. He just says, "All right, chill. I'm gonna move around, move around." And then Justin Jefferson shakes off his guy because you can't cover for that long. And then they're rolling. And then it's and then they just do that all the time. Like no matter what you play them in, they just kill you. It's it's incredible. I think you bring
0: up a really good point. How LSU's offense has changed as the season's gone on. I think Auburn kind of said, "Here's the book on how to beat LSU." You know, we're gonna rush, create pressure with with three or four, then drop seven guys in the coverage, and that works for Auburn because Auburn has an elite defensive line. And also, it kind of worked for Florida. I think Florida was the first team to do it. The other teams that have tried have modeled their defense after that. LSU scored 46 against Bama, 58 against Ole Miss, 56 against Arkansas, 50 against A&M. It still doesn't work for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, but mainly because they don't have Auburn's defensive line. That works a lot better when you have those guys up front. And I think this means Georgia, while they don't have Auburn or Florida's defensive line, they still have a very good one, so they might they're a different kettle of fish, I think. They might be able to generate pressure with just four.
1: But so but I- what? What I wonder is, you're going forward with Georgia, and then let's say probably at least one of Clemson, Ohio State, maybe both of them. Um, those teams have similar talent uh, that LSU does, right? They got all the five stars. So I wonder if there's a stubbornness there. And I, I think about Ohio State a lot because they run a very, I don't want to call it basic because I don't know it that well, but it's it's, it's, your, it's a 43 defense. It's four down, three linebackers, and they play a lot of man coverage. And I wonder, like, is, are they just going to be stubborn enough to just say, well, we're, we're as good as you guys, and we can cover your receivers and just play kind of, like I said, like a regular defense? And we might see that from Georgia this week. You know, they might say, well, we're, we're, we're pretty good. Let's just yeah, play our defense.
0: If, if a team does that by the time they realize it's a mistake, they'll be down 14 to 21 points.
1: Yeah. I look, I think and, so too. I, and don't I think mean that play even a Ohio state way. who
0: has a chase young, who clearly is a guy who can get pressure by himself. Burrow will still destroy those that secondary. If they play a base defense against LSU's offense, even just in the first quarter, by the time they adjust, it'll
1: be too late. Yeah, I, I think so, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think everyone's studying the Auburn film. Uh, and I think Clemson's the team most likely that can t- be Auburn. I don't think they have quite the yeah. defensive line they had last year, but they still have a very good one. We're look, looking ahead there, so Clemson is probably defense that would make LSU the most nervous. But you're right. What's really great about Burrow is either a he's been real good about just hanging out in the pocket. He moves so well in the pocket, just crazy. Yeah, there was time.
1: that. There was that great one where he finishes his drop back and he starts hitching forward, and then he kind of hitches backwards, and then he hitches forward again, yeah, and he just
0: was, I, I, it's I know the exact play you're talking about. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, his his footwork is unbelievable. But even then. This is where Clyde, the emergence of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire really comes into it. And also Thaddeus Moss, he has a tight end that he can rely on. If you're going to play deep on this team, okay, fine, we'll throw it underneath and we'll pick up yardage that way. It's not like, the reason that going to six or seven defensive backs works is because uh, teams want to go, 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 and they get frustrated when they can only get like five or six yards at a time. And Burrow has shown that he will not get frustrated. If you give him five, six yards at a time, he'll take five or six yards at a time. That's that uh, this LSU offense seems just as comfortable scoring in 30 seconds as it does taking 10 plays to go 80 yards in four minutes.
1: I heard something this off season talking about quarterbacks versus these type of defenses, you know, a rush three drop eight type things. And they're talking about how I forgot I forget where I heard it, but they're talking about how, you know, the bad quarterbacks when teams are dropping all these guys into coverage, they still try and throw in rhythm and you get killed because now, you know, people are doubled. Like, for example, like Jamar Chase is pretty much doubled on every play against Texas AM. So like you end up throwing into double coverage because you're just still trying to throw in rhythm and blah blah blah. And Burrow Says no, I'll take my time here. I'm not gonna. I'm patient. I know that they can't get to me, and and you know the crazy thing is how many times Texas A&M played with a spy. I, we're not talking about Lamar Jackson here. It's Joe Burrow who's a yeah. good. Runner. But they just, they, they're just trying stuff. They're throwing stuff against a
0: wall, and they're hoping something sticks and nothing's sticking. Because that's the other thing with Burrow. Burrow's not really fast, but if you don't put a spy on him, he'll take the 15-yard scramble. Fine. Like, he just does not get frustrated. Whatever the hole is, he's like, okay, that's what you're giving me. That's what I'll take. And that's a rare skill for a quarterback because quarterbacks tend to want to do what they do. <laughs> you know, well, if that's
1: you're... it, good right? You know, we, if you're Brett tra- Favre, you want to throw you it be rip. a gunslinger. Yeah. So it's it's just been like, it's it's just crazy how teams are trying stuff that, you know, to a certain degree, you didn't really practice against all throughout spring, all throughout summer workouts, and then all throughout fall camp. Like, there's no way you could have thought this was going to happen. And oh, here comes Auburn playing with three D linemen and nine DBs on the, f- you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you could have. Predicted that. It's crazy. And he
0: still just
1: killed him. Yeah.
0: He just said, okay, this is what I read. This is what I take. It's the patience of it's what's amazing. And yeah, look how different the AM drives were to start the game. First one, six plays, 75 drives, two minutes, 10 seconds. So that's quick, but not overwhelmingly fast. The next drive, 11 plays, 80 yards, four minutes. I mean, that's a methodical, just relentless drive. So then, A and M adjust. They decide, hey, we're going to go, man, three plays, ninety-one yards in a minute and a half. I and mean, that's is when that, they went over Jamar Chase. That's when
1: they went over. Yeah. The time. Well, the funny thing about that one is, so I talk about him getting doubled all the time. When I say doubled, not it's like not like a true like we're going to have two guys that are just staring at you the whole time. It's more like, you know, because Jamar plays on the single receiver side pretty much the whole game. What you can do is you can keep, you can play cover two, keep two safeties there and one safety is, is responsible for that half of the field, and then you have the corner there too. So that's kind of what they were doing in kind of a zone type of situation sometimes. There was a corner outside of him, a safety deep over top, and Jamar Chase ran a post by both of them. Like that, it, it's, it's just like, oh, great. You're going to do everything you can to take away the best receiver in the league, in the country, and LSU finds it for a 75-yard touchdown in stride.
0: Yeah, and also, the man, he's double-covered the entire game, and he records 197 yards receiving. <laughs> he had he had more yards than Texas A&M's entire offense did. So even when you devote all these resources, we're going to take Jamar Chase away from you, he still destroys you.
1: And the second you don't, one of the things I've noticed recently is because of all this too high safety stuff that they're seeing. The second you come down and that strong safety comes down to the box whether it's pre-snap or post-snap, that means they have one-on-one on the outside. The and ball's it's over. Gone. The ball's yeah. and he got another one uh it, the second touchdown was just one-on-one, throw it up there, let him make a play. It is
0: so amazing to
1: watch him. And
0: look, and Justin Jefferson had 6 catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. It's not like he, you know, he was chop liver
1: it's right. just that, what they did, Texas and did to him was bracket him too. So what they were doing was kind of saying the wide side outside receiver. So whether it was usually, you know, usually that's Marshall. Um, a few formations I noticed they put Moss out there, but usually it's Marshall. He's one on one. That's it. But he's so far, right? That's the whole. That's you know, defense is the defense is saying, well, you're you're too far to for us to really concern ourselves with more than one guy out there. So they played a guy, outside leverage, on Jefferson in the slot, and then the deep safety who's inside leverage at about ten yards. So you double Jamar on the backside, you double Jefferson in the slot, and when they go for two? Uh, sorry, they go for like what two sixty combined?
0: They're just unbelievable. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't want to say this offense isn't impossible to stop because any offense can be stopped but it's really hard to stop them and they will take whatever whatever weakness you have on defense they seem to find it yeah and that's this is a nigh on perfect offense so far and yeah
1: burrow still doesn't miss people yeah like just throws it into their hands every time
2: it's incredible his accuracy it is just unworldly
1: it's not
0: just his accuracy. I mean, you notice this when Miles Brennan comes in the game; his touch is so yeah. perfect. He knows exactly how hard to throw it.
1: Oh, and what what I liked was because this past week, people looked at the Arkansas game and said uh, oh, you can't throw the ball far. So sorry. And then all he did was yeah. throw. I counted on. Oh, now I forget. I think it's fifty five yards in the air on the je- on the chase uh, touchdown on the post that we talked about. In stride, oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. We're running out of words. I'm like, he's running away with the yeah. Heisman. Oh, he could not like he could, he could not show up in Atlanta and he'll win the Heisman. Yeah,
0: I, I think it would take an epic bad game for him not to win the Heisman at this point. Yeah. Plus, someone else would have to have you know a game for the ages. That's uh, things right now. That yeah. We, chick, chick.
1: Chase Young would have to have three sacks probably against Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, or something like that. Like you know, Tyler Huntley would have to throw for 500 yards. Yeah, Hertz would have to throw for five. I mean, it would take that kind of game plus Burrow having a miserable game. And I'm not as confident going into the SEC championship game as I was against A&M, where I was positive we were going to win. But I'm confident. I think LSU is is a better team. I I just don't. Even good defenses have not really been able to stop LSU's offense. Auburn came the closest, and a lot of that was that LSU just couldn't finish drives. It didn't really have anything to do with how Auburn played. It was just kind of LSU was their own worst enemy in that game. And on the flip side, I just don't think Georgia can score to keep up with LSU.
1: That's where I'm thinking, and I think not having the two receivers. like Cager's out, Pickens yeah. is up. I believe, for the first half. Maybe the whole game. I'm not really sure. I should probably... Like that. I think it's just
0: but, the first half. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, that... Because I think LSU will load the box. And kind of like they did, honestly, the, the past two weeks against Arkansas and Texas A&M, they said, screw it. We're putting uh, as many guys as you allow us to put in the box. And uh, we'll stop the run. And I think that then they'll do that again against Georgia... And kind of make them throw to their kind of backup receivers. Yeah. And look, LSU has a really good run defense.
0: The only team that's really been able to run against them was Ole Miss. And I think that was kind of a special case of yeah. you need a running quarterback, which Fromm is not. Mm-hmm. I, I think LSU will be fine against even a very good back like Swift. But. And the reason they can do that, the reason they can load at the box is that they have such confidence in that secondary.
1: Yeah, and especially on the outside, right? Like they don't care at all about Stingley and Fulton. And have you noticed that they just don't get targeted anymore? Like I don't know how long it's it, been. It's maybe amazing. It's, maybe from the Alabama game, I think, but they just no one throws at them anymore. That's it. No everyone's like no, we're done with it. We're going to play we're going to try and play 9 on 9 and that's it.
0: Stingley has eighteen pass breakups on the passes defended on the season, which That's is a incredible. lot. It's it's near the SEC lead. He only has four in the last five games. Yeah, I mean, people have just they've just stopped throwing to that side of the field. Almost all of his bat, pass breakups were early in the season. We're like, oh, well, let's throw at the freshman. Yeah. And it has not worked. It, yeah, your options are throw at a first round draft pick in Christian Fulton or, throw at LSU's best defensive player at Derrick. Yeah, exactly. And look yeah. Kerry Kerry Vincent's come through.
1: He has really been He had a good game against Texas, but I mean, he's got pick, he gets he gets picked on because that's yep. the only way you can that's the only since yeah. you
0: can. Exactly. You you have to pick on him. And like but how many teams have a really good third receiver?
1: I mean, Alabama well, that, did. That's why that's why the the suspensions and the injuries are super important. Now, I don't know I don't know Georgia enough to know who plays in a slot, but I could imagine one of those two are, are slot players. Yeah. Thinking, so that kind of helps carry in the slot. Or Flot, You know, fly will get reps too there. Yeah, so, he
0: has been helpful. And also now uh, being able to bring in Hampton for run support. Um, you can move Jacoby Stevens to more of a linebacker position. It, the defense is just loaded, particularly in the secondary. And everything stems from the secondary.
1: Yeah, and then if, if they could get a... The D-line could just to have at least a, uh, enough stalemates at the line of scrimmage I think will be okay in the run yeah. game.
0: Yeah, and I think they will. Like, I think that LSU can bring guys up because of the secondary. So yeah. I think they can create mismatches because of what's happening on the outside. Um, I don't think it's that LSU has great run stuffers. It's that they can actually create a numeric advantage for themselves I think because that's the too. You know, they don't have to devote the guys – covering the deep ball that everyone else does.
1: Yeah. That's kind of where I see LSU getting the advantage. And then that's how you get enough stops against a team that's going to try to run it even though you have the, uh, you know, even though the defense has the numerical advantage. And then you're just, you're going to get from it to a third and six, you're going to get them off the field, and then it's 14-point swing. So I think that, because we're assuming that else you're scoring against his defense. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't really matter who comes I, out against them. They're going to be fine.
0: They might it, not it score like be, they...
1: Kirby might Kirby-brain Kirby himself and, and run the ball too much. Honestly, that
0: might be the best strategy for him, as you keep the offense off the field. You know, run. That's the
1: strength of your team. You run the ball. I just think you, you... Just think you get into too many, kind of like even by accident third and seven
0: yeah but there's also and, the thing of and, just shortening the game like you the more drives there are the better it is for lsu oh a hundred percent yeah so I if guess. you try and reduce the number of plays in the game reduce the number of drives i think it plays in the georgia's hands yeah so I, and I,
1: I, I think if it's if they can get a couple stops if georgia can get some stops early in the game because if, what if it's 10 nothing or 14 nothing 17 three whatever it's over because now you have to. Now you've got to spread it out. Now you can't try and shorten the game because you don't have enough time left to shorten the game at 14 right. or whatever. So I think that'll be interesting to see how fast LSU can start and then really try and take Georgia out of what they want to do because they, they've they never had to do that. In, it's been years since they've had to do that. Yeah, so I also, think that'll be interesting.
0: And also for them, it's just like they LSU has only twice really had low scoring first ass that it was tied 21-21 against Florida, which counts for low scoring for LSU, and it was ten ten against Auburn. If it's ten ten, Georgia's thrilled. I think yeah. that's the game they're trying they're trying to they're trying to be Auburn. They're trying to bring this game into the muck and make it as ugly as it
1: can. But and then, as we both know that those ten points against Auburn come with a bit of an asterisk because they, they do. move the ball.
0: They do. No one has really slowed the offense. Yeah. So basically what you're hoping is that LSU gets into the red zone and doesn't play well. And that's that is exactly. that is so, a really dangerous strategy.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you're basically hoping that the two game stretch against Mississippi and Auburn uh, Mississippi State and Auburn comes back. And there's like it's possible for sure. But even those even those ah, I can't see that happening. They're too yeah. good. I don't know. I don't know. It just feels yeah. like the
0: the. Uh, it really different. feels that like the the offense is playing better and better. Like I, I think the Auburn defense legitimately confused the LSU offense. Uh, I, I it wasn't entirely LSU. Just it wasn't just LSU not playing great. I think Auburn made it an ugly game. Yeah, a hundred percent. But that said, LSU has now been seeing that strategy yeah. for five to seven games. So what was once novel is no longer novel. I think Georgia would be a lot better off if this was their first crack at it. It was like, this is the first time someone was going to try that. I think now, since that's the book, LSU has had two months to adjust to that strategy. And I'm not going to say it doesn't work anymore, but it's not nearly as effective as it was on first contact.
1: Yeah, I I think so too. And I keep going back to what I said before. I feel like Georgia might be a little stubborn. And they might play their regular stuff. Like, it's not to good. say that yeah. they don't have – that's what I'm saying. They're good and It's not like they don't have, you know, plays where they keep two safeties back and play man underneath. It's like they have those plays in there. But the question is, how often are you going to – how often are you going to blitz? A&M didn't blitz at all. They were so scared. Because if you blitz Burrow, you're done. It's you're dusted. It's, forget about yeah, it. See, and I think Georgia will so, blitz at least a little bit. I, I think they will too, because again, they you know they they, so, they 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 feel good about themselves, right? They're Georgia. Exactly. It's who they all are. SEC champions. They they've been in the playoffs as Georgia, so they'll blitz and then um and they'll feel good with their one on ones outside against uh you know with um Chase and Jefferson against their DBs. I don't know. No one's been able to stop LSU doing that yet, so we'll see.
0: I think the one thing that Georgia will point at is hey, we built our team to beat Alabama. And really, how different is this LSU team from the two of And I think it might be a lot different, to be honest. I think I, it's a, it's a lot different, yeah. And, and I think that's what's going to burn them is that they have this defense that's designed to bottle up a guy who wants to run and force him to be a pocket passer yeah. and Burrow will lovingly be a pocket passer. Oh, 100%. And if you force him to run, I mean that's what he did last year to him. You force Burrow yeah. to run,
1: he he's going to destroy you. So Yeah, I think like the you know the they they're designed to cuz Alabama kills you on the bubbles cuz they take bubbles uh, 80 yards every time they touch it and yeah. Georgia's fast and they click and they close. And they tackle. I mean yeah. Exactly and they tackle, but LSU doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, LSU catches
1: you down the field. LSU catches the
0: ball twenty yards downfield.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just
0: this isn't the best matchup for Georgia. I think Georgia would feel a lot better if they were playing Ohio State.
1: I also don't know how good just in general their offense is.
0: Yeah, that's I think
1: that's the big question. From has looked bad. He was uh, when I checked. Uh, I don't have the, the the full game stats, but at one point against Georgia Tech, he was six for fifteen. God. Like he yeah, he. I thought he was good too. I really. I think I might be like blinded by a guy with like kind of nice mechanics and stuff. Because I yeah. thought of, oh I like okay. him. I'm good quarterback. I, okay,
0: I am just going to read off his completion percentage of his last four games. So we're not even cherry picking. This is his last four games. Missouri, Auburn, A&M, Georgia Tech. 44.8, 4, 46.4, 47.8, 48.3. That's he, he has not topped 50% passing since November the 2nd against Florida. My God. I mean, if you only complete 50% of your passes against LSU, right. they're, they're going to eat your soul. Yeah. And – I'm not going to say that's what's going to happen, but LSU's got a great defensive backfield, and Georgia's missing a lot of its top wide receivers. It is not outside the realm of possibility that he struggles to complete 50% of his passes again.
1: Yeah, and like, especially with, with what LSU just did to uh, Kellen Mond, and I think Fromm is better than Kellen Mond, but at the same time, you just bring up those numbers, so maybe he isn't better than Kellen Mond. Though Kellen Mon was pretty bad, uh, yeah, Kellen Mon just had they were was, they were
0: sad. That that was yeah. not uh, Kellen Mon's better than he played. I think so too. You know, sometimes you just have one of one of those games. That was one of those games.
1: Yeah, he just he missed a lot of guys. They weren't on the same page, and then the pressure. I mean, finally, yeah, just some, the yeah. Fromm has not played well.
0: Like he played well and the early part of the year. But if you go by month, September, October, November, his completion percentage has gone 75, 66 to 51. I mean, he is oh. just his yards per attempt have gone from 9.6 to 6.7 to 7.0. He's just regressing and he's regressing because he's playing better competition. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, quarterbacks can be streaky like once bad things start happening it's it's hard to stop drowning
1: yeah the only guy who's recession proof happens to play for our team so it's okay i mean
0: yeah (laughs) and even if he is isn't recession proof i don't think the recession is going to happen in time to help georgia right (laughs) so (laughs) but that leads us into instead of just focusing in on hey how are we going to do in the sec championship game How much fun has this
1: year been? So I've been thinking about this because I'm trying to compare it to 2011. I think it's more fun, and you know, look, recency bias is a thing. I get it. I think it's more fun than 2011 because it's the offense that's running the show this year, and that's just more. It's more entertaining, you know. As much as, and we did obviously like LSU blew teams out in in 2011. The offense wasn't bad, but with, you know, the, it's, it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say, it's just more fun to watch an offense just do the type of stuff that they've been doing this year than, than kind of 2011 where it was the defense that was taking over games. I think people
0: generally like offense more than defense. I'll concede it? that. It makes me angry, but I know that's true. I think what 2011 had was it was more a team of chaos. Like LSU, you just knew it. It was the break was coming. You just never knew when. So yeah. the game would be seven-seven, you know, ten to thirteen. Like it, it would be close. Almost every LSU game seemed like it was close. And then special teams played, defensive touchdown.
1: By the same know, by by
0: one guy. Yeah, you know, sixty-yard run. Like yeah. and then LSU would suddenly be winning by thirty points. Like yeah, it was exactly. These, these massive explosions that you couldn't count on and you never knew when they were going to happen.
1: You just yeah, knew they were going to happen. The Arkansas game, the Georgia game. Yeah. You, you know, just the Arkansas it's game. like, Oh, it's weird. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the honey badger comes through and it's, yeah. it's over. It's over. You know, it was, like, what was it? 14, nothing against Georgia and then, uh, or 10, nothing. And then he scores a touchdown and you're like, all right, it's over. Yeah. They're, they're not losing. It's over.
0: I will say that this team does not have a player
1: as entertaining
0: as Terran Matthew. No, I, I don't think
1: LSU's ever had a player as entertaining. I don't think
0: anybody so. has. I think from a yeah. sheer just, who would I want to pay money to watch? I think Matthew will always be number one. Yeah. And I don't even think Matthew yeah. was a better player than, say, Patrick Peterson, but he's clearly more fun. Like, Terran Matthew was just insane. He's just, there's no comp to him. Like, he's just a well, comp. Th-
1: that's the thing. And oh, it's he's a to...
0: unique player. And I loved that. What this team is, it's replicable. We go into every game knowing what they're going to do, and it's awesome. So there's kind of like this party atmosphere. It's like, oh, Burrow's going to throw for 400 yards, and Jamar Chase is going to catch 150 yards, and Clyde's going to run for 100, and they're going to score four or five touchdowns. And it's just this relentless wave after wave. And for a team that's been wandering in the – I don't want to say wandering in the desert. That's a little – Cruel, because and also not true. But for a has been so close for so long, it feels like the dam just burst.
1: Yeah, and that's and I think that's why it's been so fun because it's kind of been relieving. Also, yeah, I think it's like so, especially since uh, we built it up. So, a, we build it up every year that the offense is going to change. This year, we we really built it up because it felt like there were actual changes. And then the spring game happened, where we kind of saw it on the field. But now, then, then, you know, right off the bat, Georgia Southern and Texas, and it was like, oh, it's for real. Like, we're si- it's real now. Yeah. And I think that's been very relieving. And then, like you said, it's just it's been a party. Every game's a party.
0: It's 30 years of waiting for this. Yeah. And so I think in isolation, I think 2011 actually was more fun because tension is fun in a game. Like, because it's close, and it's white-knuckled. Oh, and then all of a sudden, just on that. something
1: watching crazy watching the Arkansas would happen. game last week was...
0: Yeah. was boring. Like, something crazy would happen, and it was just this... You knew it was going to happen, and you just didn't know what it was going to be. And then the great thing happened, everybody high fives, and the... You spent the entire time waiting for the explosion. This is just... You push the boulder down the hill, and just watch it roll down and crush people. And... While that would get old if you've been doing it year after year after year, I mean, yeah, winning's fun, but at the same time, good games are what is the lifeblood of college football fans. But we've needed this. We've needed some games yeah. that are just kind of hey, let's even the bam. even our close games haven't been as close as the scoreboard has said. Like, you know, Auburn, we only beat by three, but we were up by 10, and they scored a touchdown with like a minute left. You know, Bama, we beat by five, but we were up by 12, and they scored a touchdown with like 30 seconds left. You know, Texas, we beat by seven, but Texas scored a touchdown with like a minute and a half left. I mean, these were games that were two-score games, and they scored a cosmetic touchdown to make them look closer than they were. So there hasn't really been a game where you're just white-knuckling it the whole way through.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, on Saturday against Sexton Evans is a good example of not white-knuckling it the whole way through in the sense that, like, because of last year, because of how entertaining last year's game was, you were, you know, we were expecting, like, this was the game, this was the revenge game, and then there was going to be... People in each other's, uh, you know, in each other's grills the whole game. Yeah. Talking to each other. And then it's 21 nothing, And it was over. Texas A&M just said, no, we're done.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, there was no drawing because what's the point? Yeah. The game was, was, was over. Point. Exactly. And, like, and I don't want to say there haven't been nervy moments this year. Because, again, Auburn and Florida were both tied at the half. Yep.
1: You know, Alabama, I mean, Alabama, look. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's still Alabama.
0: Uh, Alabama's a horror movie villain. you got to kill him, kill him again, yeah. and then to be sure you have to kill him another time. I, I mean – so it hasn't just been a cakewalk this year. But at the same time, there has not been a bluegrass miracle kind of game or even 2011 there hasn't been an Arkansas where you're like we're going to yeah. lose this game.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, there there hasn't been, you know, 2007, there hasn't been a Jacob Hester game against Florida. There hasn't been the Tennessee game which
1: but in 2007- luckily luckily uh- um, when we're talking about 2007, there also hasn't been a Kentucky and Arkansas game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just been—I don't want to say there's been no close games, but there really haven't been any close finishes.
1: No, because the games—the games that were, ended up being close—it was LSU just protecting at the end. Yeah, it was LSU, LSU just you got nervous.
0: Kind of... of course.
1: There was nerves, but it wasn't uh, LSU's got to come from behind and all this stuff. It's just – they just what, – What's
0: so. interesting is the game that was the most stressful is probably the Texas game.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah.
0: And LSU showed that it can make a play. That third and long when Burrow still, you know stepped and, up in the pocket, you know, hit right Jefferson. Change, right? This team showed it can play in the clutch. That said, its problem – and this is where we say if, if there's a problem – it's that – it does kind of lack that killer instinct when, you know, you're up by 14. They kind of put the brakes on. They win by seven. Yeah. The 2011 team just kept hitting you with a bag of nickels <laughs> until you passed out. So if I and could I would, have
1: – I would expect this team, if it came down to it, I have full faith that – And that's that the thing it, is I do too.
0: I, I agree with you. I think – the thing is they just haven't needed a killer instinct. No, no. But at the same time, like, letting up that long touchdown in the Bama game was just ridiculous. Like, the game was over, and then they just made it nervy for a second. Like, but had Alabama gotten the onside kick, I actually think the defense would have held because, well, first off, getting the onside kick would have just been unbelievably bad luck. But secondly, it's like this team has shown that when the chips are down, they will make a play even though they haven't had a lot of chances to, which is the mark of a great team winning by blowout.
1: Well, that's what it is. So so here's... Hey, Ohio State has had to do that. Clemson yeah, look, that Ohio State has crushed teams. Yeah.
0: I mean, and when I'm, we're not even talking like Rutgers and Maryland, because who cares? But, I mean, they destroyed Wisconsin. That Michigan game was not competitive. They, they blew them out. Penn was- State... Yeah. Penn State was barely competitive in that game. They they at least maintained contact. That's probably their closest game of the season. Ohio State is right now. They have shown they have that killer instinct. They get up on you and they get up bigger. They sense blood in the water and they turn a seven point lead into a twenty one point lead like that, and then they don't give it back. So yeah,
1: the, yeah, they're they're special. And am I, I have the North Carolina game. I just said, okay, all right. Yeah, they woke up. the The North Carolina game was their wake up. are ready to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, like right now, I have no problem with Ohio State being ranked out of us. They've we've played fairly similar schedules, and Ohio State is beating the brakes off of teams.
1: Yeah, no- I, I, it's hard to it's hard to come up with with the reasons why they shouldn't be number one. I think the only thing you can say is the is at the time when LSU was playing these teams, they're all in the top ten. Yes. And I, don't, I, and I, I, I think, think that, that does matter. It, I it think is, it matters, too. But, I mean, the committee won't tell us what really matters, but I think that's what matters. But also, I think if you look at it,
0: at the end of the year, LSU will have played four top ten-ish teams. They will have played Florida, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia, who will all be top 15 at least maybe all of them in the top 10. We'll see what the final at the end of the day, Ohio state will have played probably one team in the top 10 and that'll be Penn state. I don't think Michigan will finish in the top 10. And I (laughs) think once again, if they beat down Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin will fall out of the top 10. Yeah. So I, I do think LSU has played a higher end top end of the schedule. I think if LSU blows out Georgia or wins convincingly, they will have a better argument than they do today.
1: Oh, uh, 100%. Because I don't think – what what can Ohio State do to to kind of pad their resume now playing against a team that they already blew up by however many points? Yeah, like
0: 31 – what, 38-7 was the
1: – And Seven. look,
0: Wisconsin's a good team.
1: but No, like, they really are. But
0: at the same time, do you think Wisconsin's a great team? No. If you look at – if you start lining up who you know who's everyone's best win you know you would say right now their best win is let's assume you know they both win their best win would be Penn State LSU's best win would now be Georgia and what do you think is a better win Georgia over Penn yeah, State okay so so then their second best win would be let's call it Wisconsin
1: yeah
0: Bama's a better win than that
1: yeah
0: Florida's a better win than that
1: yeah. Fort is a better win than Michigan.
0: Yeah, and their fourth best win would be Michigan. And Auburn is a better win than Michigan. So I think their top four games, LSU could objectively state, all of our best wins, yeah. if you line them up next to each other, our wins are better than your wins. Yeah. But so. part of that is getting that Georgia game to bump everything down the list.
1: Yeah, so, and, and I yeah, I think that, doing what because the whole thing was the LSU's not a complete team well if they happen to beat Georgia and the defense really does a number on them in in the way that we we thought at the beginning of the year the defense would be doing uh, numbers on people I think I don't know how you cannot with the resume and then kind of the defense showing out like it it will have done the, the to the end of the season I don't know I'm also just very nervous about being the two-seed. Yeah, Clemson's a
0: good team. But look, I look yeah. like this. Either you're the best team, you're not. If If LSU has to beat both Clemson and Ohio State, then so be it. Yeah. No, it'll like, I, but that said, yeah, I think LSU, if they beat Georgia, deserves the one-seed. I, I think they will have a, a better resume than Ohio State. Um, if they don't the margin is not so great that it would be an outrage. How about that?
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: At the end of the day it's a judgment call and while I wouldn't be happy with how that turned out, it wouldn't it'd be hard to thump your chest and say this is the, you know, the biggest travesty ever. Um so we'll just yeah, we'll just see how it plays out. And with that, questions.
2: Max Toscano wants to know, is the defense actually better or was it just A&M?
0: You know, I don't think the defense was ever bad. I just think, really, they just lose focus. The Ole Miss game, okay, they got torched um, by a, a running quarterback. But I think Ole Miss is just kind of a weird team to play. I, I think, you know, the reports of my you know demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the LSU defense. The LSU defense. I think they, they flashed up a stat during the game that said LSU has allowed 10 an average of 10 points a game in the first half, which kind of puts in perspective the defensive struggles. But really 10, you know, 10 points in the first half would be a, allowing 20 points per game, which is kind of where you want to be. So, yeah, I think there's been improvement, but yes, it was a and
2: do you really think it's been just an overall lack of focus because the offense is just firing on all cylinders the entire game?
0: I think it's a lack of focus when you get up big, and also I think Delpit's been hurt. I think that's you know a huge deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was good against Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, he was. And also like they were missing Harris. They lost him in you know week one of the season. Right. And yeah. it's taken a while to find a guy to fill his shoes.
2: Yeah. Okay, Vinnie Bartles wants to know what is Brian May's best solo? And why is it Brighton Rock?
0: Well, uh, he just um, (laughs) apparently mispronounced Stone Cold Crazy. So
2: (laughs) Max Toscato replied to that with, uh, It is, but honorable mention is Killer Queen.
0: Uh Okay. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Come on, people.
1: I I thought Brian Mays was the OxyClean guy, so I think I I should stay out of this conversation.
0: This is also where I will... um, you know, get people mad. Brian May is the best member of Queen.
2: Boom! Uh, you could argue it for me on that one.
0: Yeah, everyone, else, everyone else is a Freddie Mercury guy, but Brian May, great guitarist.
2: It's not to discount Freddie. It's just that when you look at at him in the pantheon of lead singers, especially from that era, and then you look at the guitarists from that era, it just doesn't stack up. He, he's
0: just so iconic. May is so iconic. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Brian May.
1: Me too, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he loves OxyClean. It's how he gets all the stuff. <laughs>
2: okay, Jacob Pimmer wants to know, as of now, where does this LSU team stack up with the other greats?
1: Number one.
0: Well, you got to win a title.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's... He did say as of now.
0: Yeah, he did say as of now. They are on pace to be the greatest LSU team in history, uh, yeah. I think there have only been four teams that have ever been undefeated in the regular season: uh, 1908, 1958, 2011, and now this year. Um, that means you can make a strong case right now that this team is better than either of the recent national champions.
1: Mm. Oh, I don't think that's even close to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I think
2: I think that's you can worth. make you can make an argument that the defenses on those two teams were better. But yes,
0: they were. But I would also overall, a, yeah. You could make a case that had LSU won the national title in 2011, they would have gone down as the greatest team of all in, yeah, I, I in, of all time. Yeah. Um, they, they were up there with, uh, what, 96 Nebraska that just destroyed teams. Yeah. And not just – they would have beaten – what was it? They would have beaten the Big East champ, the Big 12 champ, yeah. the Pac-12 champ, Pac-12, the SEC yeah. runner I mean, like, their resume would have been unparalleled. So – Right now, they're neck and neck with 2011. Let's see how it ends. But until someone tops them, 1958, baby.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> okay, Brad Falk says, Algonquin gave us Milwaukee, which translates to the good land, as anyone who's watched Wayne's World will tell you. Spanish gives us Oso Perez Oso, a sloth, which means lazy bear. What is your favorite literal foreign translation? Mine is roller coaster in Spanish, Montano Rusa, translating to <laughs> Russian mountain.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is pretty good. Um...
2: I've been on the foreign language game for a while, so I'm gonna leave that both to you guys.
0: Um, what's the? Uh... I'm trying to think of
2: the, the um.
0: The thing where they had the – in Sanskrit, war means a dispute over – a desire for more cows.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the Sanskrit word for war means a desire for more cows. I only know that because I've seen the movie uh, Arrival, and they could have been lying to me. Mm. Um, (laughs) I don't Uh, know what the status of their fact-checkers are.
1: I I don't know if this one works, but – one of my coworkers the other day was saying because we were talking about the Mandalorian and the word bounty hunter in French is chasseur de prime, mm. which is basically like, uh, well, it's it's bounty hunter. That's all that I can say. <laughs> I, this literally work. But I just re- I, Sorry, I just really like the how uh, chasseur de prime sounds uh, as a translation. Yeah, a, that for, sounds uh, much cooler hunter. than that. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. also like. I also like how all German words, like, build on themselves. Right. Yeah. So, like, kindergarten, so child garden,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And that's, <laughs> G- German's a really efficient language. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, like, there's no, words for, there's no word for purse in German, so they used handbag, but there's no word for handbag, so they slammed the words for hand and bag together. Yeah, and exactly. the German that's word for, the, for a purse, right?
0: That's a very German thing to do. So That's why when you see
2: those those really long words in German, that's just because there was no word for that thing or place, and so they just had to slam a bunch of other words together to get it to come out. Yeah. Yeah, they're
0: pretty pretty darn cool. So, big fan of the
2: Germans there. Ben Alterman says, Besides Saturday, what is your favorite blowout ever?
0: Oh, oh I mean, it's got to be the... The orange, uh, the uh, the oranges fly game when L S U B Florida State and Dalton yeah. Hilliard rushed for you know about eight hundred yards. Yeah, I, I mean that's oh, that game's mythic. Uh, it's yeah, that that's mine. LSU over Florida State is that eighty two, eighty three?
1: Trying to do that for that I, right. I, mean, <laughs>
2: I want to say eighty three, but I could be wrong.
1: Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, man, off the top of my head, this is hard.
2: I, I was there, so
1: um, it. Well,
0: Hang yeah, on, I'm looking at it. It was 1982.
2: Oh, okay. There you go. Boom. That would have put us on the LSU side of the stadium. We hadn't moved uh, portals to the other side yet.
0: Florida State was number seven.
1: Wow. And then LSU. I think would... This is a whole thing where maybe I'm wrong here. This is so. This is early in Bobby Bowden's tenure. But was he even there at that point? Oh,
0: he was there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he was. So I think there was something like I mean, the the myth about Florida State is that they said, well, we'll go anywhere, we'll play anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly what they were. uh, This was definitely
0: peak anywhere, any, you know, anyone, anytime. Yes, kids, Fresno State did not invent that. Florida (laughs) State. (laughs) And they did. They, you know, they scheduled massive
1: games. You know, even you saying Fresno State inventing that is going back a few years now. (laughs) (laughs) Even that,
0: yeah, even that's like 15 years ago. What Southern Miss I know had it on their field for a while. Yeah. Let's see. Is there any other like really just great blowout wins?
1: Oh, you know what? I was. This is unrelated, but speaking of going anywhere, you know what game I forget about all the time at Washington about? Yeah. Thirteen yeah. years ago, yeah, that was a really fun game too. Yeah, like like she like doesn't get to go to those places very often, and uh, I should remember those 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 events more.
2: Washington came to Baton Rouge sometime in the mid to late eighties, because really? I remember walking in with my dad. You know, like I said, I, I don't know if i have shared this on the podcast before, but, you know, I was Boy Scouts growing up, and so I saw every LSU home game from, like, 1981 to 1991. And Jeez. we were going in to – because we, we we ushered at the event, you know, helping people find their seats, which is anyone who's tailgated all day in Baton Rouge knows can be a challenge for some people. <laughs> um, and we we were walking in, and these guys were – uh, leaving the concession stands, we're rolling up to it. And one of them said, yeah, the purple and gold's going to win night." And my dad quipped at him, well, which one? Because the guy had no clue that Washington's colors were also purple and gold. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember yeah. if we went back. I don't remember if it was a home and home or or what.
0: Also, just for fun blowouts, I also like when um, LSU uh, knelt the ball with like eight minutes left <laughs> against Ole Miss. <laughs> that was pretty cool.
1: That's a good one.
0: Like, yeah, there's nothing better than being up so big. You're kneeling the ball midway through the fourth quarter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> From the two-yard line.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes.
2: Jacob Hillard asks, which fan base is the worst to interact with? And he wants to know both in the in SEC and nationally.
0: Oh. Well, obviously, Gump Twitter is pretty bad. <laughs> I, I'm actually... <laughs> There's a level of Bama fan that I actually enjoy talking, like you know, like Bo Hicks, and you know, like uh, there's a couple of guys of the Bama group I enjoy talking with. Yeah. Um, though they are like the most entitled fans in the world, and they <laughs> act like when they went six and five hundred, Mike Shula, it was the worst thing that ever <laughs> happened to them. <laughs> but there are some Bama fans I enjoy, and I don't think there's any Florida fans I enjoy. So I'm gonna say Florida. And all, it's just a nasty
1: rivalry between us right now. Yeah. Just really nasty, nasty. I didn't love interacting with the Texas guys before the game. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Agree with that. Um, even though we don't, you know, we don't interact with them very often, but that was kind of a little, they really thought they were going to, they they thought, I mean, look, they, they, they thought they were a good team. That's it. They thought I mean, they and were that's
0: crazy. okay. Like, you should think you're good, but it's like Texas thinks they're better than they are. That's a like even like historically speaking, it's like, oh, well, we did this, and you're just little LSU. And I'm like, dude, we have as many national championships as you do. So you know, <laughs> right. and we don't even claim one of them. <laughs> Actually, we don't claim two, but like, we really don't claim 1908. And I don't know, like Texas fans, yeah, they. I'm with am with a and on how condescending Texas fans are, but man, I really can't stand Ohio state fans are mm. uh, It's just, it's particularly when they start talking like academics and stuff like that. It's like, dude, you know, any cats lawyer went to your school. Let's not pretend, <laughs> you know, you're, you're Stanford. All right. You're, you're Ohio state. You're a football factory too. Um, Yeah, Ohio State's probably my least favorite national fan base.
2: Yeah, we were at the game of the century in 2011, and the attitude of Alabama fans toward us was just basically indifference. Like, no one was rude or nasty to us. It was just, you know, we're going to beat your butts, and, you know, that's going to be the end of it kind of an attitude. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bama's definitely snotty, but at least they've earned it more than Texas. Yeah. I thought Texas is just as arrogant as Alabama, but at least Alabama has you know a gazillion national championships. So yeah. it's hard to begrudge them their haughtiness
2: yeah And you know we've been we went to College Station in 2012 and 2016 and boy, talk about some of the nicest fans you'll be around. Yeah I'm,
0: I'm, as a general, rule, I like Aggie fans. I, my whole thing about this game about wanting to destroy the Aggies. Doesn't really have to do with hatred of AM. It it had to do with last year's game. Yeah. And now yeah, the matter is it. closed. So A&M's back to being generally cool with me. I like that AM fans care. Uh, I'm never gonna make fun of a fan base for caring a lot.
2: Yeah. Alright, Brad Falk asks, What makes twenty nineteen so special is the cycle of joy you get every week with social media, memes, and video. It takes the cake when it comes to being my favorite regular season to witness. Factor in Burrow for Heisman as well. Has this been your most fulfilling year as a fan?
1: I I think about LSU a lot this year, <laughs> a lot more than I ever have, and I, and I, I just I went to bed Saturday night on the stat page. I woke up Sunday morning. Knowing that the numbers weren't didn't change, and I went <laughs> back on to College Sports Reference. Like I, I, I just can't get enough of this team. Uh, I, I think social media, the, you know, he brings up social media. I think that makes a good, um, that's a good point too. Um, there's just a lot going on right now, and it's, it's e- been uh, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, it's easier to share. I, I think that's the good thing about social media. I mean, everyone talks about the downside of it, but it does make it easier to be a big community yeah um like 2007 where they won a national championship that year was not enjoyable no no that was an one incredibly did. stressful season as i like to say i'm going to name my first ulcer 2007 <laughs> <laughs> 2011 was more enjoyable but it sort of had the jefferson lee thing yeah in the background the entire season and it finally spilled out in the last game and you don't really feel like everything about this year is a feel good story. I mean, yeah. LSU has a Heisman a legit Heisman contender really for the first time since
2: 1978.
0: Yeah. I mean, Matthew was a finalist, but let's be honest, defensive players don't win. So yeah. he it was, hey, he's going to New York and that's cool, but he's not going to win. So don't tell that to Ohio State fans. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> well, because of where the media is located, sometimes a Big Ten yeah. defensive player can get it. But like, so you have Burrow as a legit Heisman candidate, which honestly none of us have seen. The team is great. There's been these revenge games where you kind of got revenge for the Florida game. You got revenge for a And M. You finally got the Bama monkey off your back.
1: You know, an Going undefeated to Texas.
0: Yeah, you beat Texas, you know, starting the year off, you know, undefeated regular season, everything. But also, like, the stories have been great. Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just an impossible player not to love. Um, I think, like, the offensive line who came into the season is the big question mark. One of the things that's made this whole season work is just how good they've been. And it's just, you know, the – The receiving core. Oh, they're so great. Yeah, and also like the you know the the continuation of DBU, they've gotten burned a little bit, but like Fulton and Stingley have been Absolutely. awesome. You know everything they've been built up to be. It's just everywhere you turn, there's just a cool story. You know, yeah, you, you know, Fuhoko always doing the uh, the haka. This is a really easy team to like. Yeah. So it's not just that they've won. They've won, but there hasn't been like that. There isn't a shadies. Lurking in the background. Yeah. Like there have been in previous years.
2: You know, for me right now, I would have to say this is the most fulfilling year, but just by a little bit. For a lot of the same reasons you just touched on, you know, Clyde and Joe, the Heisman run. You know, in twenty eleven I got to to see three games in person. You know, the first one across town from where we live yeah. you know, against Oregon. We we went to Tuscaloosa for that game, and then um, I got to treat my oldest his first game in Tiger Stadium when they played Western Kentucky, and so to this point of the season that we're at right now, it's really neck and neck. But yeah, I have to I'd have to give it to to this season.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a great year.
2: It's really and, something special,
0: and I think they need to at least beat Georgia. But I am going to take the attitude of whatever happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, because you know what? Like we're gonna those three weeks or however long it is between it, yeah beating Georgia and the playoff, we're gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be wild. Also, I mean, it's, it's gonna a, get it's gonna get long after a while, but it's but, a different you know, season. The anticipation really? is gonna be incredible.
0: It's yeah. also a different season, and also like Clemson and Ohio State are really really good teams too. So if LSU ends up losing to one of them. I mean, I'll be disappointed, but it won't ruin this year.
1: I think at the same time, like, it can't just like, just because they end up losing to Clemson or whatever, I can't. It's not like it's Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. It's going to erase my the memories that I had from this year.
0: Well, and the thing is, like, that kind of happened in 2011. So it did
1: actually. That's so uh,
0: like, I I think this team needs to beat Georgia. I, I think if they beat Georgia, they're home clear, and this will be remembered. No matter what. So, because even if they lose, they wouldn't
1: lose to Bama. I think that was the. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be, there's no way that we don't cross the 50. 50-
0: yeah. Like uh, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so.
2: Bouillard, who's at Hillyard 24 on Twitter says, if it's not too late, what was everyone's favorite play from the year?
0: 3rd and 17 changed everything. Yeah, 3rd and Mm. 17. It's when you knew this team was special. Yeah. I was at the game, and it was awesome. And I think what was really cool about it is LSU fans didn't really celebrate on the way out. Mm. It was a very quiet, like, oh, my God, we just got away with one. But at the same time, there was this confident thing of, like, did you see that? This guy is for real. There was this... I can't believe I just saw an LSU team did that. And yeah, I think Seth said it perfectly. That's th- the play that changed everything.
2: While acknowledging it was indeed the play that changed everything, I still think my favorite play is that last touchdown by Clyde against Alabama when he just oh, would that, not yeah. give up. Just yeah. would yeah. not give up. He was not going to be denied.
0: The perfect Clyde Edwards Hilaire play. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, that's another great answer. I, I mean, I, I hated that Seth and I have the same exact answer, but. <laughs> it's not like there's only two plays this year. There's been a lot of great plays, but yeah.
2: All right. Finally, Vinny Bartles, since we're on the Disney plus kick right now, what are the most underrated Disney songs? Everybody wants to be a cat from Aristocats and hellfire from hunchback. Definitely don't get the love they deserve.
0: Well, from hunchback, uh, that's not, uh, out there. I think it's the kind of the under underrated song there. Hmm. I mean, that's like one of the best hero songs that you never hear about. I think all of Robin Hood has a very underrated soundtrack. Yes. So I'll I'll say the fake –
2: to that one.
0: I'll say the fake king of England is probably the one that sticks out in my mind. Um, (laughs) That's a really fun one. Yeah, it's just – it doesn't get held up as like one of the classics, but it's got a really good soundtrack. I think all of Princess and the Frog is just slowly – it didn't really catch on, but God, that's such a good soundtrack. Um Evangeline, especially, I think, was the one that I would really, um, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the most under. It's it's hard to say what's the the most underrated because there's
2: so much music.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also like, no matter what you say, there's always one adherent that's like, oh, I, you know, you'll find a pocket that of somebody who thinks that's a great song. Yeah, I'm trying to like go through. Actually, I'm gonna use a big musical, you know, really popular movie, but I don't think anyone talks about the song. I think the opening number of Aladdin is outstanding. Whoa. And no yeah, one ever one. you know, one step ahead.
1: Hmm. I don't
0: even think that's the official title. It's such a good song. It sets up all you know all the conflict. It's a real you know, snappy tote. You know, and honestly, for a, a movie that doesn't have very good music, it hmm. really stands out. So I'll go with that. I'll say the opening Aladdin song.
1: I I was gonna say I just can't wait to be king. That's, okay but it's that's, like it's tough to, like i don't know what's under like you said i don't know what's really underrated and stuff but yeah I, like i think that's, that's just one of my favorites so there you go yeah, and honestly mm. like,
0: you know that's probably like the third or fourth you know lion king i mean everyone's gonna put it behind can you feel the love And well, that's know, what,
1: of course exactly yeah. that's what i was saying so yeah
0: and circle of life circle so of yeah, life. I, yeah yeah so i think that's a fair answer yeah i say and also a good number
2: that's yeah, it because i think
0: yeah yeah that's it good i agree
2: that's it for the questions.
0: Well, when you wish upon a star.
2: Makes no difference who you are.
0: We're so close, everybody. We're Go so Tigers. close. Go Tigers.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm, uh, I'm ruining the end of this podcast with my uh, lack of Disney knowledge. <laughs> no, no, that was a good answer.
0: <laughs> God, it's so close. I just want it to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know, but my big thing is like I just don't want to. I don't want to be the guy who's like, "We should be number one because I'm afraid of the other team." Like Mm. I don't want that undercurrent. Like I'm definitely taking the attitude: we'll play anybody. You want to make us the two seed? Fine. I think we'll play better if they make us the two seed.
2: (laughs) I think so too. The way this the
0: way this team has a chip on its shoulder. If you make LSU the two seed, I think. I mean, obviously, I'd rather be the one seed. But I'm not afraid because I think this team will come out like gangbusters. And honestly, this is kind of a sequencing thing. I think LSU matches up great with Ohio State.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think I think better
0: than Clemson. Right. I, I think we will beat Ohio State on a neutral field. Clemson worries me. So I would honestly rather play them as the two seed than as the one seed. Because mm. if we play them as the two seed, we'll be pissed. And you know we'll be hyped for that game. If we're the one seed and then Clemson beats Ohio State, I think. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna overlook them. It'd be the national championship game. But, but then I think, you feel like
2: you have more to lose.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think we'll, we will come into it with a chip on our shoulder. So honestly, in a way, I think a two seed might honestly be better for us because I'm not worried about
1: Ohio now, State. If where is LSU going to play? Let's say they get the the one seed. Are we? a... Uh... Peach Bowl team or are we a Fiesta Bowl team?
0: I think it depends on um, where Ohio State wants to play, right? And well, I thought
1: it's the number one seed. Does it say? Well, let's look that up. Um, well, not I don't know pick, but you know it's it's whatever geographical thing they want to use. But basically, the number one seed picks. If I'm not, yeah, mistaken. the number one
0: seed pick. So Ohio State would they rather play in Atlanta or Arizona? I think. It, well, here's the thing I think it depends on who makes it. I think that's the thing
2: too. Yeah, who's if Utah four?
0: makes it. They want to be in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Which is great because we want to be in the Fiesta Bowl because we do not want to play Clemson in
1: Atlanta. Right. Exactly. So go Utah. So basically, <laughs> then again, Denver. then again, we've been we've been great against. I hope yeah. we don't, fix it, but we've been great against Georgia and Atlanta.
0: Yeah, we. You know, we Atlanta's kind of in a second. Have we, have we ever lost an SEC championship game?
1: Tennessee. No, no, no. Uh, the year the sorry the year that we did lose to Tennessee in the regular season, we, we beat them. In the- Georgia, we yeah. lost to Georgia in the yeah
0: we lost to Georgia one year. Okay, yeah, because
1: thousand five.
0: Yeah, we've been pretty good at SEC championship
1: games. So that's a weird game. Speaking of that two thousand five Tennessee game, that's a weird LSU game of all time.
0: Yeah, I, I spot on that one. After the Hurricanes, that's. Yeah. I know people were mad about that, but. Oh, you know, no, no,
1: no. Oh, I, but I was like, I was a kid, you know, and I was right on the get fire less miles right away train. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: like that. Yeah, that was what are you going to do kind of thing. That's a life. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, like, yeah, I guess we're rooting for Utah to make it. So Ohio State will choose the Fiesta, you know, will, you know, will send us to the
1: Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I think so.
0: But you I like honestly, I, I honestly think one of the reasons they moved us to two was to prevent the one four rematch with right. Bama. Yeah,
1: I think so much. Hey, of that so you could see, yeah, they can move us straight back tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, they so can do they back. have one, do they have a, a ranking tomorrow or is it?
0: I think they will, but I don't think they'll move us this week.
1: Uh, okay. Ohio State had the better win,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, they did for sure. So, like, uh, you know, it, it'd be hard to justify moving us to number one, but. If we beat Georgia convincingly, I think they can move us back to one. Particularly if we blow them out, they they can no longer use the complete team thing. They'd be right. like, "Look, LSU has now shown that they're a complete team. Look what they did, you know, in this game." And blah bitty, blah blah blah. So,
2: yeah, I'm rooting for but, Utah just because I think they they'd be the more fun Pac-12 yeah, team I'm in like, the playoffs.
0: Tyler Huntley has become one of my favorite players in college football. I, I love him. He's just fun. I don't think he's like the best player in the nation or anything like that. He's just a gritty, fun player to watch.
1: I also i I want to see LSU play teams that they don't get to play very often or have yes. never played, and yeah, and, in, and in venues like this year doesn't really count. I mean, this re- this year doesn't won't work out, but in venues that we don't get to plan very often. Mm-hmm. So even so, even even going back to the Fiesta Bowl, even though it was last year, would be pretty cool, I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I
0: think the Fiesta Bowl would still be kind of a cool
1: one. Yeah, but uh, if I ever got to see LSU play in a Rose Bowl or an Orange Bowl, yeah, I would, you know, freak out. Yeah, uh, the that, Orange Bowl, that would, that would be too. That would be incredible.
0: The Orange Bowl doesn't move my needle as much, but the Rose Bowl, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean the Orange Bowl doesn't because of the you know it's just an NFL stadium, but yeah,
0: that's kind of my thing. It's so Orange Bowl is kind of a piece of garbage. Yeah. Da- even back in the day, it was kind of a garbage stadium.
1: But uh, playing the Rose Bowl, would yeah, be, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be something.
0: Uh, that, yeah, that's the that's the one we haven't played in.
2: Remind me, what's the championship game this year?
0: New Orleans, New
2: All righty. So
0: yeah, so that's the other reason. If we get to play Ohio State in New Orleans
2: <laughs> again,
0: yeah, I'm just you know, we'll... it's weird. It's like I know Ohio State's good, but they don't scare me.
1: No, but I think it. I think it really has to do with they just kind of come out and what they've done is just been been better athletes than the other.
0: yeah, and also they have not played. They haven't
1: played a truly elite quarterback. And you know what? That's kind of how I feel about Georgia this weekend.
0: Has Georgia played? Um, yeah, I guess they. You know, Bo Nix is probably the best one they've played. God,
1: that's. And, and do you know, if Bo Nix is a good quarterback, yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's. Not... I know. I know that Bo Nix is not a good quarterback.
0: But I mean, like, yeah, like, because like their closest game was against Penn State, and Penn State lost their starter halfway through the game.
1: Yeah, there you go. God,
2: it's Trask at I, I... Florida. Is Trask at Florida better than Bo Nix?
0: Yes. I'll defer to Seth, but I think, you know, <laughs> stat-wise, I think Bo Nix has performed a little bit better, but yeah, it's, yeah. I
1: guess so. I don't know. I I just, I keep, I, the, the, the Bo Nix against LSU performance was so bad that it's yeah. hard to like.
0: Yeah,
1: it's hard to. I watched, him, I watched him do some good stuff against Alabama, um, uh, you know, three days ago or whatever, and it's still the, 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 the LSU game is not washed out of my system yet.
0: And I I honestly think that's a big thing. It's just like elite quarterbacks change everything. Honestly, I'd be interested in how Ohio State would play Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, I think fields. I mean, and speaking of a team that forgets to play. I mean, that's a team that gets up 20 points and forgets. Yeah. I mean, God, they, they have dropped some eggs in the fourth quarter. But. To keep winning so all right that is all I got yeah I will talk to y'all next week hopefully after we've won the SEC hopefully
1: go types.